All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am your host, the vet of the group. It is Dwight at 517-2214. Joined, I, joined again, as I am. It's usually every week, but we run about every two weeks right now with uh, the brains of the operation, the young prodigy, a.k.a. the Jamaican Doogie Hauser, my homie, uh, young SJ at best at... SJ Basketball 8. SJ, how you feeling today? I'm feeling all right. Can't complain about too much. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. What's what the weather like up in New York? It's pretty hot. It's, I think it's, it's around 90 right now. Fam, um, when, when, when the last time y'all got rain? Like, y'all got rain we, recently? We actually did. It was weird. We had, I think last Monday was like a damn near a thunderstorm and then the rest of the week was like super hot and we it's got kind of like muggy yeah we got some rain um on tuesday too um but it was like literally like 20 minutes of like heavy rain and it kind of stopped but it's been pretty hot the last couple of days like 90s yeah we uh that's actually bad for new york because the one of the few trips I made, I came in the middle of summer. I think it was about this time, many moons ago. It was hot as hell. And like, not everywhere got AC. So you just got to grind it out. Yeah. It, that shit was actually like being hot in New York is actually different than Texas. But from my experiences many, many years ago, um, yeah, fam, it's, it's hell, literally hell. Another day of 100 degree weather. Oh boy, I, yeah. I, I don't think it's rained in like two weeks, three weeks. I don't know. I lost count. My, I got like dog. I paid somebody to cut my grass because my ass ain't getting out there in that heat and doing it. And buddy pulled up last time was like, you know what, man? I'm not even. He literally pulled up. I was out getting ready. I had to go to the office that day. He's like, man, I'm not even gonna cut it today. I'll come back next week. It's so hot and it hasn't rained that my grass don't even need to be cut every every two weeks like it's, it's that bad so anyway y'all i'm sure y'all ain't here to come talk about the weather but we got to keep it real with y'all we ain't really got shit else to talk about like um nothing really has happened across the nba nothing has really happened as far as the mavericks um christian wood doing some good pr right now Mm-hmm. Um, we got, I guess, Josh Green doing some good PR. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, man, things have been bleak. So, um, I guess we can just freestyle this one. Like we, we usually, I'm sure y'all know, we usually like deem each other. Like, hey, we gonna talk about this shit. We ain't really freestyle some off the top in a minute. But I think that's what's about to happen here. So, um, I guess one topic that has come up. You know, a lot of people close to the team, quote unquote, Mavs Media has said there's a trade coming that makes sense. Um, Well, a trade is coming to make the roster make sense. Everyone is anticipating it. Uh, People that are, quote unquote, close to the team believe it's happening. I think Mavs Twitter think it's happening. I disagree. I think the dudes we got now outside of maybe a vet minimum signing, maybe. I think this is who we go into war with pretty much until like January, 
I think they're going to want to see what they got with these guys before they make a trade. What do you think, man? Um, I mean, I, I've been saying it like all the moves that they've been making throughout the offseason, everyone's kind of like, not even just Mavs fans, like everyone is kind of like, okay, they have, like you said, they have to have something else coming, you know, to make this make sense. Yeah. Um, but as, I mean, right now, I think everyone, like everyone was waiting on like, you know, the KD, Kyrie, all those trades, but we're going to get into it, I guess, a bit more, but so I don't think those trades are coming, you know, in the off season. And that is exact. That is precisely why I was annoyed that they were waiting on those trades because I said I was like, listen, do your own thing. Don't wait on that because you know it's it's kind of um, iffy, especially given the circumstances with KD having so many years left on his contract. The fact that teams are not trying to meet that price. Um, and you know the tr- and then the Nets aren't in a rush because yeah they can work things out with KD but the trades will still be there you know what I mean it's not like trades are gonna go away if they don't trade him right now so I think um, with that being said I think everyone's looking to Utah now um, all you know all, by all accounts um, Utah is gonna have a fire sale with their guys and the dates we're in August now so the dates are coming up for some of their guys that they just got in that huge Minnesota trade that they can be aggregated in other trades. So I think everyone's looking at Utah saying, okay, how can I snag a piece or two from Utah? And everyone kind of assumed that the Mavericks are going to be in on that Utah kind of sweepstakes too. But I mean, I don't know at this point. I mean, I I feel like they're okay with the rock by all accounts, like all the PR they've been doing, they're okay with this roster. <laughs> Even though everyone thinks they have another move to make, they seem like they're okay with it. And that's, um, I mean, a bit concerning to me. Because I don't think they're okay with it to go through the entire season, you know, and into the playoffs with this roster. But I think um, they're content to at least wait, waiting, you know, for the trade deadline. And I mean, I don't know. I just don't, I'm uneasy with the idea of Spencer and Luca literally being the two only point guards on the team. Hey, and you're I, starting I both of them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off. And we're, I guess we, I, we just got a topic we can discuss in detail, but during that Tim Cato athletic fan survey, 95% of the uh, people who took it are like, yeah, they need to either do something before the season starts or during the season. Like nobody's okay with this, but the Mavs might be. Exactly. And I don't think they're naive enough to be okay with it. I don't, I don't think so. Like, I don't think they're just, um, they're just, you know, content with, with going, like I said, two point guards that they're planning on starting. Like, I don't think they're just saying, oh, hey, we can replicate our success with this model, I guess. But um, I don't know. I just think they're, they're waiting for other people. And I know they're a bit stuck in terms of the moves they can make because the guys they want to shop, no one's really interested. Like, nobody really wants Tim. Um, no one wants, like, who else? Bertans. Like, you know, the, those are the people that they're looking to shop, and no one really wants them. So it's like, okay, um, they kind of have to wait to see and, you know, if they can jump in somewhere. So I get that. But at the same time, I don't know, man. I just hope um, we can snag a piece or two from Utah. I, I think that's, like, the best-case scenario if we're talking about, like, an off-season move. I think Utah is the, um, is the move to make. I agree in theory, but where I disagree, the reason why I don't think anything is going to happen is Utah's having a fire sale, but I think, 
I don't think Danny Green is giving them dudes away, and we don't have anything that can to offer except for essentially giving dudes away. Like the best trade asset that we have that is realistic that we can part with is Dwight Powell's expiring contract and good locker room vibes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's nothing else. And I think, okay, so Danny Green, Danny Green, uh, Pat Bev for Dwight Powell, straight up, you know, that works theoretically. Maybe you could go throw some seconds in on that. Um, but I think another team will do the same, right? And I just think when it comes down to, I look at the seconds we have available, and there's, I'm sure there's some contender that is going to look at Pat Bev and be like, yeah, well, we like that and beat the deal. So, and then any of the other players, you know, the Bogdan Bogdanoviches, um, we, I don't see that. I just think we're going to get outbid for him easily. Uh, and then when you get to Mike Conley, I actually think Mike Conley makes some sense theoretically because he makes so much money compared and he's old in comparison to how much money he makes. But I don't know. I can't, I can't build a, a trade that makes sense for both teams where the salary matches. Um, we don't have enough salaries to get Mike Conley in a way that makes sense. Like we're not going to, I don't think the jazz want Tim Hardaway. Right. And I don't think we want to trade Spencer Dinwiddie. And I don't think, you know, you, you look, I don't think we want to trade Maxi. So I just don't really, I can't figure out a way for us to get any of the jazz guys outside of Pat Bev. And I think someone's going to get Pat Bev. I think someone's going to beat our price. Maybe with Pat Bev being a vet, they want to do right by him and they send him somewhere he wants to go. Maybe the vibes are immaculate. He he want to come play with Luca. He's always like Luca. I could see maybe Danny Ainge like doing him a solid like that. That don't sound like Danny Ainge, but who knows? Because I don't think Pat Bev is gonna have a a big, big massive trade market. But I, I don't know. Um I think if they do do something, I think it's going to be something that we didn't expect. I think it's going to be like the Christian Wood trade all over again, where it's like, wait, that came from out of nowhere. Um, I think the stuff that's right in front of us that makes sense, I don't, I don't think they're going to do. Um, I hope I'm wrong because I, I actually do like. I think Pat Bev is a fit. I think Pat Bev. I've never like quote unquote hated Pat Bev like that. Um, so I actually, and I actually think he would fit on the team. We should we need him right. So uh, that that's kind of my hope, but I don't know. I, I don't think that's really going to be a thing. Um, I think we end up signing a vet minimum dude. If you put a gun to my head, just giving Jason Kidd's pass, it might even be like Eric Bledsoe or something like that. You know, I think he's played for Kidd before, or I don't know. Did he get there right before Kidd showed up? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. he he was there when Coach Bud was there. I'm tripping. Um, but either way, I think like, I don't know. I, I I think it's gonna be somebody like that. I don't I, I don't know what Dennis Schroeder be doing in locker rooms, but apparently nobody wants him. Um, but he went from you know, there's rumors about whether that contract was real or not. I don't know, but all I know is he went from whatever that contract the Lakers offered to I think he's gonna be a vet minimum dude, and that's wild. Apparently, no one wants him. He's like 
guard Andre Drummond. Like, dude who put up good stats thought he was going to get the bag and is out there taking two, three vet minimum, uh, vet minimum deals. So we'll see. Um, changing topics. Speaking of, like, we just referenced Tim Cato's fan survey. Was there anything from the results of that that shocked you or surprised you? Because I'm, I will say, speaking for myself, it the results of that survey. Now, keep in mind, I don't know how much that came from Twitter versus the Athletic. The Athletic is a popular, you know, website slash service. But I'll just say, coming from the fan base, based on what I thought I was going to see versus what I saw, it made it gave me more faith in the fan base. Was there anything that stood out to you that surprised you, shocked you, or disappointed you, whatever? I mean, the results were pretty kind of on par with, like, what I, you know, answered as well. So um, I would agree with that. But there was something that was a little shocking. The amount of people, granted, it wasn't, like, too much, but it was too much for my liking, the amount of people that said JaVale McGee can play in the playoffs. That can give you 25 <laughs> plus effective minutes in the playoffs. Like, are you kidding me? SJ, like, it was like 16, was it like 16%? It was like 12%? 16%, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah. like, are let you me, kidding let, me? Let me pull it up. Because that, that was so high, I was like... It was so high. That's what I was like, huh? <laughs> like, what? Like, it should be two or three. He's yeah. never done it. He never, he's he didn't never do it. Done it he bro. didn't do it in his athletic prime. And I don't think he's going to do it at 30, what is he going to be, 36? 36, yeah. And yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing with this whole thing like I can like don't lie about something or exaggerate something so like when I I I think I had a we were talking about this this was after you posted and we're talking about JaVale McGee I was like JaVale McGee I was because no one on the timeline when you had posted it and everyone was giving their answers no one on like our Twitter timeline was saying JaVale McGee so I pointed out like oh notice that nobody's saying JaVale (laughs) like and he was like our big free agent signing and people were kind of trying to you know argue with me talking about well he can give you fit someone was like he can still give you 15 plus minutes i was no, like he he's can't. never given a team 15 plus minutes so why is he gonna come here and do it like yeah. his his playoff minute i looked it up and i think i still remember i think it's like 12 minutes per game that's mm-hmm. his playoff average in his career so why would he come here at 35 and play 15 plus minutes are you kidding me like he's not gonna do that so that's why when people are like oh um, upgrade over power blah, blah. I was like are you sure like I'm talking about like especially for the playoffs like he's not an up like an upgrade maybe a marginal one but that's about it so I you know it is what it is you know he's here whatever uh, I'm I, uh, that it's, it's it's just nuts it's just a bit nuts just to reinforce your point he's averaged 12 minute 12.4 minutes in the playoffs in his career um, he has not played more than 12.2 minutes in a playoff run since 2013. And exactly. he was 25 when that happened. And they uh they lost, yeah. The they, run, right? they lost in the first every yeah. time he's that was played, when he was on the Nuggets, right? Or yeah, that's back when he was on yeah. the Nuggets. Yep, yeah. you got it. So I think people are lying to themselves about. I mean, it was only 14%, but the number of people that assume JaVale McGee can even replicate what he did in Phoenix last year makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And even in Phoenix, he was kind of given a bit of a leash, too. Um, 
in terms of they weren't overextending him. Like he was doing well in the minutes he played. I'm I'm not gonna take that away from him. But the fact that he's still like I I'm sorry. It's just that I can't be excited about the signing. When the last time I saw him, we were burning his face off, bro. <laughs> no, I'm just Maxi oh. burning his face off. <laughs> like he had to get benched for Biznat. So I can't be excited when that's the last time I saw him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's like it, it is what it is. Like I said, if they're talking about a regular season marginal upgrade over Powell, sure, whatever. If that's the win you guys want, sure, you can have it. But um, and that's another thing. I want to make a point about Powell because I I can. I just feel like he has been so unfairly scapegoated that it's kind of crazy. And the funny thing is that people are saying, oh, you're you're a Powell like apologist or whatever, whatever. Like, I'm not a Powell apologist. Like, if I want Powell to get traded. <laughs> I want him off the team. That's not the point. But it's just always so funny when, um, like, basketball people, like people that, you know, do this shit for a living, they can appreciate Powell, but the fans can't. I had, um... I had someone, um, this is a Knicks fan, and um, she had tagged me in a tweet because a Knicks, I guess, film like analysis or whatever, an analytic guy, I don't know his name, I can't remember his name, but he does like Knicks film stuff. So he was, um, this is when they signed Brunson and they were um, like, he was looking at the film and stuff. And the guy was like, you know, what's underrated, you know, Powell, like I'm watching this film and, you know, he's like, Powell is kind of um, under, I'm like, see, like, these are real people that pick up on the little things he does. And it's like the fans, they can't appreciate that. I understand he has his limitations, but harping on that and acting like he's the reason we lost is just so wrong. I think, I think because he makes so much money and he's made so much money for so long like I, the deal he got, or well, the deal he's currently on that he got in what twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. um, I didn't like it, but I don't think if he never tore his Achilles, I don't think it's that bad. I forgot he got like damn near ten M's a year before that. It was like, wait, exactly. what was it? Where was that money coming from? Who who was out there for him? But either way it goes, I'll be happy when he's off the team. Um, just because I don't think he's that good, but I'm not going to sit here and lie and act like um, he was the reason why we lost. And it, the, the thing that bothers me is people act like he does nothing well and that the things that he is good at, that anybody can do it. And that's just exactly. objectively not true. Does exactly. Did we need an upgrade? Yes. But we're not going to sit here and act like he does nothing positive on the basketball court. That's just not true. Um, it just ain't. And I'm not going to argue about it. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, these last couple of weeks have been somewhat stress-free. I used to get angry about stuff on the, with the Mavs. Um, actually, I got to admit something to you, and I guess I'll admit it to the listeners. I'm at peace with Jalen leaving, but I'm not over it. I'm not going to be over it. We, the conversation you brought up on the group chat the other day, I think Jalen's going to do the things that he didn't do here. I think he's a hard worker. I think it's a development arc, and I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at him. Um, I get why people are mad. I feel however you feel about that that dude. But dog, I just I'm very I'm at peace with it. I'm not over it because I think he's a good player. But one thing that used to bother me is when people would lie on the timeline about him. And I was about to launch into a tirade about that just what two days ago. Like, fam, y'all can't be saying stuff. 
that happened that has never happened, right? Um, like one of the the big things I said, well, Spencer Dimwitty can do things that Jalen Brunson physically just can't do. Why the motherfucker ain't never did it though on a consistent basis? So why are we bringing it up when the dude is pushing thirty? And I was going to rant on it on the timeline, but it's just like you know what, y'all have at it, bro. Y'all got it. The game's gonna be played and. I pray there's somebody better than Jalen Brunson on this team at the start of the 2024 season. If not, um, I'll probably be ranting on the timeline. I'll, I'll turn into the black version of Kirk Henderson because I feel like the only reason you don't bring that dude back is because you're trying to get some flexibility to make a big move in the next two years. That offseason, the summer, I guess, at 24. So if you don't actually do nothing with it, you should have just paid him. So I'm over it. I know we said we weren't going to talk about it anymore, but people are kind of starting to lie about him as a basketball player on the timeline. And it's just like, mm, all right, you know what? I got to let y'all make it. Okay, that's cool. Like We in the Lions season right now. Uh, it's August. We ain't got nothing else to talk about. Um. Yeah, let's let's lie to ourselves. Um anyway, moving on, finishing up the uh uh what is it, the uh fan survey. I'm not gonna hold you. The thing that did stand out to me that I'm gonna say it was surprising. Um it, it's one of the reasons why it gave me hope in the fan base. About half the people that took that survey are less confident in Mark Cuban than they were well, less confident over the last decade than they were. Uh, I was kind of surprised to see that. What did you think? Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised because if you're paying attention, that's the correct answer. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, if you have been paying attention to the Mavericks because, like, that's just what it, you know, has been. Like, he, like, you just lose confidence because the things that he does it's just so irritating like he never shuts i could rant about mark cuban i'm not going to do that um for various reasons but he just doesn't stop talking and it's it's cool i guess to an extent to have like a visible owner and all that but he's a bit too visible at times you know he makes you know certain comments and it rubs not only fans but like players in the wrong way we've seen it time and time again kevin durant called him an idiot <laughs> yeah. called him an idiot you know stuff like that like he talks too much sometimes and when you're looking at the moves that have been made people can say oh well the people that have made it you know the old front office they're not here anymore but he was a constant he was always there you know what i mean mm. so and you see what they've done you know, to put us in kind of a weird and kind of bad spot at the moment. Um, and it's just like, I just, I would, I understand everyone and I agree with everyone that kind of um, isn't confident in him just as an, an owner with the Mavericks, just because we're in a bad spot. Like the fact that you, you had a top, well, 15 to 20 player of all time and you got one ring out of it. Granted, I understand how hard it is to win the league. But the fact that you only got one ring out of that is kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, it's really wild. <laughs> right. It is so wild. And then you, and he stayed there the entire time. Bro, <laughs> the best player, the the player he played with that had the best career, you let walk in free agency. Like, that happened 
And then it it's just it's not it, it it there's so many things that involve the the Dirk run that were so mismanaged that I'm not gonna lie in retrospect I'm shocked we got one and made it to the finals once. Yeah, I mean it, it was a listen tough run too at that. Yeah. But, um I just I just think that you know everyone's you know looking at um the microscope is kind of on Dallas now because we have Luca because we have um you know that's such a great talent everyone's looking to see if you know he can do anything and I just think the pressure is on and I think he understands that because unlike like Dirk Dirk not that Dirk took a while to blossom but like Dirk wasn't at Listen, and this is me just saying I wasn't born at or not born, but I was way too young, you know, at the time during these early dirt days. But I I think it's fair to say that Luca grew to notoriety faster than Dirk did. No, no. As as say, Dirk is my favorite athlete ever. Luca could literally be the best basketball player in the history of the game. He won't be better well, he won't be greater than Dirk to me. Luca's better than Dirk, bro earlier and i i think luke is going to be greater all time from the when it's all said and done than dirk and you know i love dirk i said i said that but you're right just because you weren't old enough to be around dirk is one of the best in my opinion 20 players in the history of the game but luca a whole different luca is just different man he's different yeah and yeah that, that's my point so like the clock is starting earlier with luca and i feel like that granted like i said new front office knew all that but i i think that might um hopefully that might change his um just change how he does things to to be honest like shut up a little bit more mm-hmm. um, you know stay out of the spotlight let let the front office do their thing you know like all of that i feel like can be done for us to you know get some success but i i do think that overall fans as well shouldn't just expect you know people just expect like he went to, we went to the western conference finals that's great but people shouldn't be expecting oh finals chips like all that right away it's super hard to win so i i just think taper expectations while also understanding that um the front office also has to do a better job in terms of you know putting the right pieces around him but like i always said you could trace everything back to that 2019 offseason i'm so like if you no, but i'm if you look at the pattern that's that's happening right now you can't even look at all you know from years ago because the league has changed so much you can't even compare shit to like years ago if you're looking at the recent patterns and these young stars people always say oh this young star has better talent around them um than luca this young star do you know why because they use the draft we traded that 2019 draft pick granted i know we traded it to get luca however there are reports that um you didn't need to do that you could have taken kent baysmore you know but they didn't want to take the salary they didn't want to do blah 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 taking the salary would have been the especially since you did not use your cap space in 2019 to get at least a max player um you should have taken that salary kept your pick and we would have gotten 
what was the eight spot granted they picked cam reddish who's a fucking bum no offense but um we could have done better if, if you know maybe we could have picked somebody else you know or something like that's how you get the talent around luca you're supposed to use the draft and then we went over fucking like 10 in the 2020 draft <laughs> with all them picks that we had um so it's like it, it's the draft they they fumbled the draft and that is why we don't have all the, the this talent around luca they fumbled the draft and the one the pick that you got well you know you let him walk or you structured his you know contract to let him go so it's just um every, to me everything could tra- be traced back to that um and you know it's stupid we don't need to dawn on the past but i'm just saying if you're looking at something to be mad at please be mad at that that whole 2019 that whole situation between the cap space the picks all that that is what led to the reason why we're here yeah and even if you didn't you didn't use that space you should have became a dumping ground like and got that pick back that that's that's the that was it was just because and you can make the argument um that that was an opportunity that was available to him i think memphis took memphis took uh iggy off of their hands off of uh Golden State hands the first time they got a pick. You know what I'm saying? He never played. And they just they just took him off his hands. Like there were so many opportunities that summer to work things out to recoup draft capital. And we just didn't do any of them. We mismanaged all of them. And you know, I, I'm I'm gonna give Nico a little bit of grace. I am. But I'll I'll just say it, and I'm probably on my own about this. I hate bringing this up, but I don't, I, I'm just, no, I ain't gonna say it. I ain't even gonna put it into the universe. I'm not, I'm not. You already already started, so you gotta say it. Bam, I think they should have paid Jalen that fucking, the same deal Dorian got. I think they should have gave it to him last summer. I know that is not popular opinion, considering how bad he played in the playoffs. But I was of that opinion last summer. Now, I'm a dude on Twitter. I don't make millions of dollars. I'm uh, just a regular dude. Um, So the reason I'm even bringing that up, because I'm tired of talking about New York's point guard. But to me, it's like asset evaluation from a youth standpoint. Like That's basically the mid-level. In two years, that's about what the mid-level is going to be, right? So you look at him, even if he got no better, there's players that are solid. You you had to assume if you know Jalen all, he's gonna get at least a little bit better. And at that point, you say, okay, cool, we got this guy. Let's go ahead and give it to him and get him under contract. Like the question I just keep coming back to is with their hesitation with paying Dorian and Jalen, was where the hell did y'all think like what was y'all plan? Like, what's the plan? That's what it keeps coming back to me. You know, I look at what we got going on, and you, you I, I just don't understand what their plan is. And I look at some of the players that are going to be available. Um, one of the players, I guess we'll transition to this and we'll wrap it up. One of the players that you've been lusting after, and I was like, damn, why is she lusting after him? They're not going to trade him. Well, I was bored the other night, and I looked up his contract. I'm like, yeah, man, he's he's not going to be there. I think OG is going to be available. Thank you. He's And here's the thing. 
I know the package that I want, I know it's not realistic. I'm thinking about trading our expirings for him with a juicy pick or two. Like, that's my package. They're probably not going to do that. So I understand that. However, I think it's going to be available because there's already, you know, tension from the reporting. And the fact mm-hmm. that Nick Nurse addressed it yeah. means it's true that he's not too happy with his offense. And I'm looking at, if you look at everything, and if they're planning on especially extending or keeping Van Vliet and Siakam, he's playing behind two all-stars. They're prioritizing Scotty. Like, he, there's one ball. Like, he's not going to get the opportunity he probably yeah. sees. What, 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 what they doing his- with Gary Trent? Because that's the dude. The reason I looked it up, I was like, okay, I know Gary Trent can opt out this year. Who's going to have money? They Maybe they'll maybe Gary Trent tells them. Now, I looked, I'm like, dog, they got a lot of players that all play the same position. Exactly, and that's my thing. They all a lot they, of and they I need know money. They, do, they need money in minutes. Exactly, and I know they do the whole positionless ball over there. I know that, but a lot of that's why I'm like OG makes sense because they got a lot of forwards. They have a lot of forwards, mm-hmm. and then when you're looking at um, just not like you said, his contract, he's not going to extend. It's kind of the same thing like Jalen Brown. Yep. How if he extends, he's leaving mad money on the table, that type mm-hmm. of thing. So he's not going to extend. And if he's already not feeling his role and all that, like, I think he's going to be available. But like I said, um, it's Masai. If if they're if they're going to make him available, they're going to try to get the, like, I'm hoping it's a situation where um he has a list and they try to accommodate him and we're on the list. Like, I'm hoping it's like that, but I don't think it's going to be like that. I think they're going to make him available well 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 well, what you gotta think about is that uh his contract situation makes that list have uh like they kind of gotta pay attention to that list does that make sense that's if he has a list that's what i'm saying he could just be like get me out of here you know he doesn't have to have a list you know but um well he's gonna want to go somewhere where he can get his stats and get his money that is true that is true but i mean i listen i just think we are the kind of the perfect situation for him in terms of he can come here and get the offensive responsibility he's looking for but also help us to actually still compete so he could get stats i just think our situation is like all around a perfect situation for him to get stats money notoriety still win like i just i that's just how he, i feel he he's an injury replacement all-star easily if easily. he comes here. that's what I'm he saying. might not even be injury replacement he just might make the all-star team straight i up. see 22 points per game bro yeah like <laughs> yeah, real I talk I, I, I don't know if i go that far but i go on a, a very efficient 20 really good defense and people was like yeah he's an all-star he's you know we had top three seed in the west and vibes is immaculate i see that yeah but like i said um it i just think they're gonna open up the talks to a lot of people and people are gonna beat anything we have eat quite easily so you know it is what it is yeah. you dream. but um yeah we could just dream right now i just um at I, this point it, it, it's always annoying talking about the mavs in the off season especially for the last couple of years because they're always a better team on the court than on paper that's just mm. what it is so we just have to see them play yeah, and I, I think this is my fear with that. And we still had some players. Like, we were a better team on court than on on paper. We were a better team on court versus paper. But we still had, like, players that still had, like, development in the tank, right? So, in my opinion, for that to happen again this year, it's going to take a Josh Green leap. 
it's going to take Spencer doing something he's never done in his career, and that's be consistent. Um, even Greg St. Jean, dog, do you know I've been calling Greg Gary like for two pot for the whole time we've been bringing him over to the spot? I've been calling him by his daddy's name. My fault, my bad. But Greg, that's something he mentioned that his overall numbers aren't going to go up, but we just want him to be consistent. He's never done it. I hope he does it. I don't think it's going to happen, though. And that's where my fear is because, like, Jalen got better. It wasn't absurd to see Jalen get better. Even tall man number six, you know, he still was a relatively young player. You could lie to yourself and say there was going to be some improvement. The dudes we got now, outside of Josh and then Luca, I don't know, man. I think they are what they are. That's that's my concern with that, us being better on paper versus uh, on the court. Even when you go back two years ago, Seth Curry, I mean, he wasn't young, but he hadn't played a lot. So I don't know, man. Maybe Christian Wood just turns it up. And, fam, I'm lying to myself about Christian Wood. I, I just – I've watched enough games to where I, I've, I've begun the process of lying to myself about him. Tell me I'm crazy yesterday. Um, listen, I don't know. I just – when I got to be hopeful about the guy. So I can't <laughs> even call you crazy. All right, but you got anything else you wanted to say? Yes, we'll wrap sir. This up. Right, y'all, this was a real quick hitter. Um, thank y'all for listening. Follow me at 517-2214, and obviously follow the brains of the operation, the young prodigy, SJ at SJ Basketball 8. We will thank y'all, and we will holler at y'all uh, maybe next week, maybe two weeks from now. Peace.